With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Badger fans, and welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. As always, Tyler Hunt and Matt Bells here covering everything Wisconsin athletics. On today's show, man, do we have a lot to get to um, in the recruiting world. It seems like this past weekend, we kind of mentioned it last episode, that we thought there were going to be some commitments, and uh, we've certainly got that. We've got three already underway in terms of commitments. Um, might be a fourth one as we're recording this. Uh, there's a lot Instagram live of a Corey Lied going on right now. So if there's a fourth one, we'll certainly talk about it. And if you just choose, decides to not choose Wisconsin, we'll talk about that as well. But things are picking up as we kind of mentioned it would in the 2022 class. And speaking of some of the commits in that group in the back end of the show here, we'll actually have JT Seagreaves of Monroe, one of those three current commits to the 2022 class on he came on and talked with us it was a great interview kind of gave some insight on his athletic background his football background what he envisions for the tight end room so a nice little uh full recap of everything that's gone on uh this past weekend as well as some recruiting news we'll have some other stuff at the end as well but a lot to get to um i know there were some offers in the 2023 class that went out as well we'll save that for next weekend or next episode next weekend um, and kind of today talk exclusively about the 2022 group because there's a lot to get to. Matt, how are you today? I'm doing great. Yeah, no, it's it's jam-packed. I, I can't say that I've ever Instagram live while doing in the middle of a podcast and watching <laughs> on that. So we got a lot going on. Thank God for dual monitors and whatnot. But um, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. It's nice that, uh, you know, it's it's the middle of June and we've got plenty to talk about. We said this uh, recruiting world and everything would – would really take off, and it seems like, you know, the couple of commits that they've got already, we kind of hinted at last episode, there would be a couple that might, um, and as, as well as Kate Iacomelli, so there's there's plenty to get to on this latest episode, and uh, a lot of fun, looking forward to talking about a lot of these guys, so we'll start there, we said Wisconsin would get a few commits, and uh, right now Wisconsin's got commitments from three, possibly four, like we mentioned, we might have that one added in there as well. Um, but the first one uh, to announce his commitment was Barrett Nelson, uh, 2022, out of Stoughton, offensive lineman, of course, brother to Wisconsin lineman Jack Nelson. Um, so uh, clearly a guy that Wisconsin had on their radar circled. In terms of a player, I, I think the, the consensus right now with him is that he's a little bit more of a quote-unquote project, a little bit more development will be necessary for him. But I, I think sometimes that's a little bit of an unfair assessment because his brother was just a freak of nature, you know, five-star kid dominating and is now currently projected to be 
you know, in the starting lineup for the Wisconsin offensive, uh, offensive line this upcoming year. So give and take a little bit, but still a great commitment to get. I think Barrett Nelson's a guy that Wisconsin can certainly develop. You know, if there's a one school that goes out and gets offensive linemen and grows them into more, Wisconsin's that one. And I think they've got a, a good chance of doing that here with Barrett Nelson. So what do you think of, uh, his commitment and, uh, what he brings as kind of a, a player? Uh, before we get into that, Lai just committed to Wisconsin. We'll break him down in a little bit. But <laughs> there we go. Um, so, as you know, it's just been wildfire over here. But um, Nelson, I, I I like the pickup. It, it kind of hedges a little bit because he can play both offensive line or defensive line at the next level. Um, has a really good frame at six six. Plenty of room to add. Plenty of weight to to that frame. Had other offers from Iowa State, Nebraska, Purdue, and um, I, I think really. The Badgers were slow playing, knowing that, hey, he was a kid they were going to try to squeeze into this class. Those Iowa State, Nebraska, and Purdue offers kind of forced their hand, I think, a little bit because he is a legacy kid with his brother and his dad both playing for the Badgers. But he, he's a really good athlete. I think you look at him, he's at 6'6". I think he's, he's tall to play guard, but that's probably the spot that he would project best to. When you look at some of the other um, monsters they have going on at the outside, out, outside, so I think you look at him, though, he's a high-potential guy that um, is going to be able to come in, hard worker, be able to help them out in a lot of different ways, whether it's on the offensive line or defensive line. And I think he's one of those kids that comes in under the radar that ends up being a multi-year starter, and you you just don't even blink twice over. You don't, you don't look at him as a guy who um, is a mid-three-star. You look at him as a guy that has a really high ceiling and could easily come in here and grab a starting spot in a few years after um, he gets time in the weight room and adds some weight. Yeah, I mean, these type of guys are the ones that the, the potential is certainly there and he can develop into um, you know, a lot of different ways with, with him getting into that Wisconsin weight room. That makes a huge difference. And I like that you brought up the versatility with him as well. You know, Wisconsin these last few classes has absolutely knocked it out of the park in terms of recruiting on the offensive line. I mean, there's still some other guys that they're going to be after in this 2022 group that could add it in there. But Barrett Nelson, maybe not in, in terms of, you know, the, the high, high star guys in state talent that Wisconsin's got right now, maybe not as big of a headline name, but a guy that gives you some serious versatility and could possibly be a guy that plays on the defensive line as well. Just to, you know, those kids that have the, athletic background or an, an athletic family can come in and develop play on either side of the ball and I, I think it's a really a, a slam dunk home run for Wisconsin so I'm glad that they you know I know they slow played it a little bit but I'm glad it ended up that uh, those two sides came together because I think he's got a chance to be a really good player multi-year player that uh, can come in and, and do a lot for Wisconsin wherever he ends up in terms of position. Yeah, for sure. I, I think this offensive line class is is stacked, but he's a kid that you find room for in mm-hmm. a lot of ways because, sure, you've got Brunner, you've got Billy Shrouf, you've got Carson Hinsman, all three guys that I think they have a realistic opportunity to bring in in this group. But at the same time, it's it's hard to take a kid who's a layup. We both said that Nelson was just a matter of time before he committed to Wisconsin, given the pull and the the ties to the university. But it's still hard to, to turn down a kid who's got high major offers. And I guarantee you there was other schools that were sniffing around and said, screw it, we're not even going to offer and waste their time because he's all UW. Yeah, that's that's a very likely situation. I mean, he's got to be a, a, a guy that 
Um, maybe they saw the the lineage and and the brother there and and thought it was pretty much an open and shut case. But either way, I think Wisconsin's got a really good player um, that that they'll be looking forward to seeing on the field in in no time. All right, the second commitment of this group of now four guys is JTC Graves, who will also be having on for an interview in the back portion of this show. Um, big kid, I believe he said six five, six six, two twenty, where he's at right now in terms of height and weight. Um, a very athletic kid, you know, a basketball player, also a track athlete, plays a lot of wide receiver for Monroe. They're definitely a run-heavy school, so you maybe don't see as much of the athleticism on the football tape, but you can definitely see some athletic prowess for him on the basketball side. I mean, he sees a, a three, he knocking down three-pointers left and right and then slamming the ball home. So I think for Wisconsin, um, in terms of an athlete that you're getting on campus, again, putting on some weight in the weight room, Got a chance to be a really solid tight end, and and really for 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 JT the you know from going to camp to offer to commitment it went pretty fast, but I think they they really liked what they saw from him. So what do you make of JT Seagraves out of uh, Monroe High School? Yeah, I I like the commitment. I think you look at what he can bring from an athleticism standpoint, and it's it's you know all thumbs up here. Um, he he doesn't have a whole bunch of other offers. Um, for football, the only other offer was Illinois State. He was planning to, to camp at Minnesota today, opted not to do that, and instead commit to the Badgers, which is a really good decision. But um, I think the, the biggest thing here was just you look at what he brings to the table as a track athlete as well as what he does on the hardwood, and you have to like that versatility that he brings. He can do a lot of different things. Um, I mean, if you watch that his basketball highlights, and I know they're highlights, but he can get up. And when you look at a kid who's 220 pounds as a, a junior in high school and he's elevating it to that level um, as a basketball player, that's pretty good. And um, I think that shows that, that explosiveness that he has. He just started high jumping recently and, and did really good with that. It, um, State def- or, uh, Conference Player of the Year on the defensive side of the ball. So he's the type of kid that you know, hey, it's not, it doesn't work out at tight end. You can always throw him at defensive end potentially if he adds weight. So I think this is definitely a player that's got um, potential written all over it. Um, they wanted a kid who's going to be able to split out and, and catch the ball. That's something that he does frequently. So I like the commitment. Uh, I think it's going to be fascinating to watch um, how the all the tight ends that they had gone after their career arcs go forward. We've talked about it at nauseum at this point with, with Riley Ducker um, and, and as well as um, with Keller from Wanakee. But this is the guy that they circled after that camp they saw. Um, they've seen all these guys in person, and, and they wanted Seagreaves. So I think that's a pretty strong um, strong backing for this kid. And I think you hear him talk. He's excited about the opportunity. And I think that really he fits um, really well with Wisconsin and what they need and what they've really su- succeeded with in the past. Yeah, uh, these these guys that are, you know, tall, athletic, uh, of course the speed is, is certainly there. Um, I mean, you, you've seen it so many times in the game of football even, just a, a guy that plays basketball, develops really well into a tight end. I think they've got a situation here that maybe I would say definitely an under-the-radar kid. I know his recruitment hasn't really taken off, but – um, I think Wisconsin maybe got in there at a good time and, and something clearly jumped off because I, I kind of mentioned it at the early portion um, of this kind of conversation. His 
from him going to camp to commitment was a very short amount of time. So Wisconsin clearly saw something that they really liked. Um, and, and of course, uh, JT really liked the Badgers back. So it was a great fit. And, and now you can kind of see how that tight end room will, will shake out down the road. It's certainly going to be a fascinating conversation to have in a couple of years, whether, you know, the, the, it was the right pick. And, and I think it certainly will be, but there's other guys that were, of course, in the conversation as well. There's a lot of talent at a lot of these different positions, but again, in recruiting, you can only take so many guys. And it looked like Wisconsin really honed in um, on him as being one of their top targets uh, for that tight end room. And I'm excited to see how we can develop as a player. He's a very well-spoken kid that you'll hear in the interview and very excited about the opportunity. So I'm excited to see what Wisconsin and, and them can come up with. Yeah, the raw materials are definitely there for him. And, and now it's just a matter of him continuing to develop. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes in at 6'6", 240, and still keeps most of that speed, if not gets a little bit faster, and is still kind of that split-end type H-back wide receiver that they, the Badgers kind of have been lacking and that they'll need once Ferguson's gone because they really have focused on bringing in blocking tight ends. And if there's mm-hmm. a lot of them, and that's great. Um, I know Jack Pugh and um, Cole Dakovich are both guys who, who can also help out as pass catchers a little bit more. But I think this kid is going to have an opportunity to play early, especially if he can, can flash as a receiver threat. Yeah, I think that portion is, is really important to, to keep in mind because essentially sometimes at the tight end position, you're recruiting, you know, this, it's the same, it falls under the same umbrella of tight end, but you're kind of recruiting two different positions of, a, of maybe a blocker that you see him or a pass catcher. Um, I think JT certainly has a situation where he could be a really strong pass catcher for the Badgers going forward, just given his frame and his size. All right, the third commit, it's crazy that we're talking about four commits in one show, uh, was, of course, uh, Cade Yacomelli out of Harrison City, Pennsylvania. Um, listed as an athlete right now, three-star, according to 247. Um, no rating in the 247 composite, but a kid that uh, – didn't have a ton of offers. He had other offers from Air Force, Army, Navy, um, some Ivy League schools, some FCS schools. So certainly a lot of interest there, uh, but now gets a chance to join the Big Ten and join Wisconsin. Very impressive in terms of athleticism. Again, where he translate, maybe a little bit up in the air, probably, I think you would probably agree, probably a safety position, but who knows? Athletes are always good to have. He's a kid that, of course, is in Penn State's backyard. It didn't work out there, so now the Badgers pick up a guy that will certainly have a chip on his shoulder and hungry to get after at the collegiate level. Yeah, I mean, you you look at what he brings to the table as an athlete playing all over the field. I mean, he returned punts, kickoffs, running, played running back, played safety for his high school. He did a little bit of everything, something that Wisconsin usually goes for, that versatility that we we talk about in a, with a lot of these guys that they're taking. I mean, he, he's by far, I mean, he's not, he's not going to blow you away with his rating, but he runs well. He's good in the open field with the ball in his hands. And I think that defense is probably where he ends up, just using those smarts, his high um, IQ, really quick, quick kid. Um, I think that safety makes a ton of sense, like you mentioned. Um, you, you look at it, Preston Zachman is a good comp just because of the fact that both played a ton of positions, came in kind of uh, underrated, but the Badgers saw them both in camp and, and loved them immediately. Um, the Badgers have been tracking this kid for a while, so it's not like this was just somebody that flashed at camp. This was somebody that they had been monitoring for a while. He ended up getting that offer and quickly turned around and came on that visit. The other guy that kind of comes to mind is Mike Caputo, a guy who – didn't didn't wow you in terms of his measurables. 
played that kind of strong safety role, was a really good high school running back. Um, that's what I see in Giacomelli. I, the stars aren't there because Caputo was almost a four-star kid. Um, but, but you still see a lot of those same intangibles that he brings. And I think if the, I mean, if the Badgers got another Mike Caputo out of it, I think that they're, um, they're catching that all day long. But obviously they like what they see from this guy. And I, I think they're going to be happy with taking him. At the very least, you got a kid who's going to be a hell of a special teams performer year in and year out to help you out and give you a lot of depth, potentially at multiple different positions. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that because I think the the ceiling is certainly there to be, um, you know, a guy that could play the safety position, can do a lot of different things with athleticism. But even if some of those situations don't work out, I think you have a really solid special teams player that you can rely on and, and hope that he grows into more. So I think it's a, a great situation, um, and, and it's going to be interesting to see where he shakes out. But I do like that comparison a lot. It could be a guy that if he ends up in that safety room could certainly be a very – strong comparable there and we'll see where he pans out but again these multi you know these athletic guys that can play multiple positions are, are certainly not a bad thing to have and you could see Wisconsin honing in um, on each of those in these two commitments that we've just talked about all right the fourth commitment um, that Wisconsin will talk about so three in one day uh, as a Corey Lied out of Wayne New Jersey he of course just announced his commitment via Instagram live while we were recording um, in terms of a player, uh, Corey Lyde's got a lot of different, um, he had a lot of different offers and opportunities, was of course down to Pittsburgh and Duke. Um, but really, I think it's a huge get uh, for Hank Poteet in that cornerback room. Guy with a little bit more size and, and had a really strong offer list, so it was nice for Wisconsin um, to land that commitment. You know, We talked about it a little bit in the past few episodes, how many cornerbacks were they going to try and get and how many they really needed to get. So this is that first stepping stone and, and keeps that pipeline open from that New Jersey area. So what did you make of his commitment and uh, what do you think he brings to the Badgers moving forward? Yeah, I, I really like his commitment. I mean, depending upon where you're looking at, his size, he's at 5'10 by 247, six foot by rivals. So I'm guessing he's 5'11. Um, but, but so decent size for the position, but he also is a standout wide receiver for his high school team. Um, in, in only six games, he had 400 receiving yards and three touchdowns, um, had, had three defensive touchdowns slash special teams touchdowns, um, between his sophomore and junior year. But, but really you look at his ability to play multiple positions. There we go again. Um, and really his ability to get after the ball when the ball is in the air as a cornerback were what jump out to me on his highlights. Uh, six interceptions between his sophomore and junior year put in four sacks. So he's a willing tackler, but really the ability to break on the ball, um, high point the ball and make plays on it. Something the Badgers need. We talked about um, when we talked about Poteet in the first place uh, last week, when we broke out our beginning of our coaching uh, breakdown, we talked about that. Can he elevate the room and get guys making splash plays and, and picking the ball off? This is the type of kid that can do that. He also adds in all those different offers that he has. Um, you mentioned Duke and Pittsburgh, Boston College, Indiana, Louisville, Maryland, Michigan State, Syracuse, Vanderbilt, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, West Virginia. I mean, those are some good offers to have as a cornerback prospect. I mean, it's, none of them are that elite blue blue blood level, but at the same time, that's an offer list that the Badgers should win, and they did, and that's that's um, what you want to see. You don't want to see guys that are top-of-the-board type corners. Poteet's had a relationship with him going back to his days at Toledo, so 
So you add more depth from that um, from the Rutgers area, the New Jersey area. You bring in a kid who who can really get after the ball, can play offense and defense, but really is going to be set at cornerback. I like the commitment, and I I do think that tell is pretty telling that he switched his dates um, to today, coming off that Duke visit to lock up his spot because the Badgers are are really after quite a few cornerbacks and are in really good position for them. So I think he was trying to make sure that he didn't miss out on this opportunity. And I think Wisconsin is going to have some some tough decisions to make um, in terms of roster complexion for this class, given the fact that I think they could get three corners if they wanted them um, and three really high-level corners compared to what we might have seen in the past from at least offer perspective. Yeah, I like that you mentioned that because I think the two positions they were really watching for this class and, you know, kind of how they shake out was, of course, um, the tight end position and and who would see and where Wisconsin was going to go. There was a lot of intrigue there. I think there's a lot of intrigue on the defensive line, of course, with KJ Miles, Curtis Neal, depending on um, how that shakes out. And then the cornerback room, you know, that's kind of the three spots that were really a big focus. Um, And I think it's going to be interesting to see whether Wisconsin can pick up a couple other ones if, Corey lied, you know, maybe saw that this was his chance to be one of the first ones and, and the other ones you can, you can just kind of see or make room for. It depends how it shakes out. But, um, in terms of a player, I think you've got a really talented kid. You can see it on the tape. He, he, I like that you mentioned, uh, they also plays wide receiver as well. Um, so I, I think Wisconsin just again, the, the theme of this conversation, all four of these guys that we've talked about are guys that play multiple sports, play multiple positions, can come in and, um, really do a lot for a class. I know in terms of ratings, you know, these four guys they touch on aren't the big names. They aren't the big four-star kids from in-state, but these are the guys that you need to fill out a class, and I, I would guess a couple of them will really develop and be a lot bigger and have a lot more potential than what any sort of ratings uh, entails that way. So I think it's a really big day for Wisconsin picking up three and, and four in the last few days, and, and these are the guys that uh, can really help bring a class to the next level a few years down the road. Yeah, and it's and it's it's you gotta remember most of these kids had kids only have six games of tape that they're mm-hmm. going off of from last year. So um I mean JT Seagreaves, there's just not much tape out there for him just because he plays for Monroe and they, they run the ball down people's throats and it's very rare occasions where he gets to throw uh where they throw it. Um and you you see some of these guys um, I mentioned Lyle only played six games this past year. Some of these guys didn't even get to play. Barrett Nelson had to move from Stoughton to Fall River in order to play. So you're looking at guys who aren't necessarily having to film right now to to really, you know, look at things completely. Once those senior tapes come in, I think each of these guys are, are potentially potential risers. I'm not going to say that these are the four-star kids that you, most fans or that the Badgers are even hoping for at this moment, but at the same time, it, it lays the foundation for hopefully getting some of those other guys later on and kind of gets momentum going in June here because I really do think these next two weeks are going to pop off to the Badgers based off of what how things are looking. Yeah, it seems like things are really starting to heat up right now, and these four can now put on their you know recruiting hats and try to get some of those other guys uh, poor Miles Burkett was doing all himself, and, and clearly it worked out because he was on the official visits this past weekend as well. So that transitions us nicely. Let's get into some of the other recruitment news. Obviously, Wisconsin had a pretty good weekend on the football side with official visits. You know, the, all the commitments. Um, and or Corey lied was a little bit earlier, but uh, that was a, a big visit weekend for them as well. 
But beyond that, even the guys that didn't commit, sounds like everyone had a good weekend. Um, I, I think so far we've talked about it. And, you know, after the last big weekend, Wisconsin a little bit short-staffed in in terms of guys in in the recruiting front. But it seems like they're still knocking it out of the park left and right. And, and clearly this past weekend checked a lot of boxes for a lot of different guys. So what do you think of that? And, and what do you think of that big weekend overall and, and how it kind of shook out? Yeah, I mean, this this is complete spin zone type thing because you, you just lost um, Jensen Jebhardt, another uh, uh, one of your recruiting staffers to Michigan State. And so really it's it's bare bones in, in that recruiting room. So you gotta you got to applaud the assistant coaches who really are the closers in most of this um, um, for, for really just kind of following the path, continuing to, to hit these guys hard. Um, you, you look at it, Quintel Jones didn't actually come this weekend, it sounds like. Um, maybe they'll get him back in the in the fall. But I think you look at Tommy McIntosh, you look at Avion Jones, and you look at KJ Miles, the three other official visitors who did not commit this past weekend, I wouldn't be surprised if all three of them are committed by July 1st. Um, I think the Badgers are in really good positions for all of them. Miles still has a visit to Texas, but really I think the Badgers are in a really good spot for him. Avion Jones... I mean, all indications keep pointing towards he backed out of that Oklahoma State commitment because he wanted to check out Wisconsin. He's going to go to Louisville. He's going to go to California um, these um, here soon. But I still think that Wisconsin is the leader after he decommitted. Wisconsin, especially now that they've got a cornerback in the boat, does that apply some pressure on him to potentially to pop a little earlier than he was hoping? And then Tommy McIntosh, I think Wisconsin is – you look at how they're recruiting um, this tight end and wide receiver position because they really are missing some some bigger threats outside. And I think between um, bringing in uh, both Seagreaves and then maybe McIntosh, who still is going to visit um, Iowa here, I think they're really looking at a couple bigger body, bodies who gives you some versatility, give you that flexibility. He's He's – also checked out Indiana, but I think between those three schools, I think Wisconsin gives the best um, chance here. He, he took a picture in front of the business school with his family when he took his unofficial there. So academics are highly important to him. And I, I think all three of them are going to end up being Badgers here um, sooner rather than later, if I, if I had to guess. So I think, I think overall another big time weekend of visitors that really, can, like I said, continues to lay the foundation for, for the rest of the class. And, and KJ Miles is a four star kid. Tommy McIntosh's um, offer list screams way higher than a mid three star. Mm-hmm. And Avion Jones, same thing. Not to mention the fact that Avion Jones is um, from South Lake Carroll, one of the best high schools in the state of Texas. Yeah, I would totally agree with you in terms of Tommy McIntosh and, and where he's at. And again, recruiting rankings can can sometimes paint a really good picture of, of a guy moving forward, but sometimes, you know, especially with Wisconsin, some of these, you know, three mid three guys um, all of a sudden develop and, and look like much more. And I think you'll see that across the country even more, where um, you're just given the, the small amounts of tape and the weird gear. Um, of course, for them going into their official visits where you didn't necessarily get a normal recruiting year. So I think there's a lot of talent in this room and in this class that will eventually you know, go on to be a lot more than what those numbers indicate. Uh, speaking of official visits, Christian Driver will be taking an official visit to Wisconsin this Friday. It's seeming like a two-horse race for him. Of course, the four-star safety um, son of Donald Driver um, out of Liberty Christian High School. It, you know, there's a lot, there's a couple of 247 predictions for him in terms of crystal ball to, to Penn State. 
But Wisconsin has seemed to really work themselves in there. The only two visits that he've got he's got on the docket right now, but his offer list is of course um, very long. Alabama, Auburn, uh, Duke, Florida, Florida State. I mean, there's a whole host. LSU, Michigan, um, all sorts of names that you, in schools you can get in there. Very talented kid, of course. Again, you know, athletic background in his family, but it's nice that Wisconsin was able to line up that official visit and. Again, really make it what seems like a two-horse race there between Wisconsin and Penn State. So how big is it to get a guy like him, four-star kid, uh, on campus this Friday? I think it's huge. you gotta you got to aim for the fences for, with him. He's a kid that he, – he's the type of player that you need, and I think he, he would really add something. Whether he ends up at safety or at wide receiver, he can play either position. I would anticipate that the Badgers are going to say, hey, wherever the hell you want to play, you can come on in. Um, because Wisconsin can use wide receivers, and I think he would elevate that room at safety. I think the the possibility of him and Hunter Wohler back there together is scary. I think that would be huge. Um, you got to beat out Penn State, but you're going to have to beat out teams like Penn State anyways. Wisconsin's done a nice job of beating out Penn State for a couple different players um, the past couple cycles. I, I know Penn State has also beaten the Badgers out quite frequently. Um, but I think this is the type of one where you got to just really – hit a home run with the visit and, and do everything that you can, which I'm sure the staff will. Um, but hopefully that, that hometown angle, that ability to see, um, you know, his dad's going to be there uh, and hopefully they love it. I really do think it's going to be either Wisconsin or it's going to be Penn State. I'd probably lean towards Penn State right now, but you never know when it comes to official visits, especially when you look at the weather for this weekend where it's supposed to be like 75 and sunny. Um, you know, it's not going to be that – that horrible 95 degrees um, that it was back in the beginning of June. So I think Wisconsin's got a shot, but now it's just a matter of closing on him because he's got an offer to go anywhere he wants, really. And Wisconsin's going toe-to-toe with a bunch of really good schools. And But you got to win these type of battles if you want to get to that next level. Yeah, it's going to be a fascinating battle to watch, and hopefully Wisconsin can you know go from maybe not being – um, you know, super big on his radar to all of a sudden being in the final two. I think he'd sign up for that every time, and, and hopefully you can close the deal. But if not, I, I applaud Wisconsin for giving it their best shot. And, and you, you can't sit back on your heels and, and not pursue a player like Christian Driver, four-star kid that is just you know uber talented, uber athletic, uh, could come onto campus and, and play a lot of different positions, and, and like you said, kind of say wherever he wants to fit in that way. So. Um, Really good things going for Wisconsin football recruiting right now. It's going to be exciting to see how some of these other things shake out because, again, it should really keep ramping up these next couple weeks. But before we head out, we've talked a lot of football. Wisconsin had some guys on campus as well for the basketball side. Sounds like things went pretty well there. I know Braden Morse said he enjoyed it. A couple other guys said that they really enjoyed um, their time on campus. So anything to take from that before we get into our interview with uh, JT? Sounds like they did really good with these guys. Um, I, I think um, Brumbaugh and Moore, I think they have a really good shot at um, if, if they can just close it down. We'll see how how long these guys drag out their recruitments. If they try to go um, through the summer, um, I think that lowers the chance for the Badgers to win out. But but I think they, they each have a couple visits here still to go. But I think Wisconsin's in a good spot for those two. Braden Huff's offer list just keeps – Keeps adding. Mm-hmm. I mean, just over the weekend, he added offers from Vanderbilt and Illinois. So I think that's going to get more difficult. Um, there were some questions on if he was even taking an official visit this weekend or if it was just non-official. So um, I think Wisconsin, they'd love to have all three. I doubt they can fit all of them in this class. 
Um, but, but I think the Badgers are in a good spot here. Seth Trimble, another kid, Michigan picked up a point guard commitment. So maybe they, they're back in that race a bit. Um, I, I would guess he ends up at North Carolina. Um, now, but, but maybe if he ends up making that visit to Wisconsin on the 23rd, maybe he just, um, calls it quits that day and becomes a Badger. It sounds like a long shot, but you never know. But right now, I, I think Wisconsin's in an okay place with this class. I, it's not going to be the star power that we saw from that 2021 group where they, they brought in a, a bunch of four star kids. Um, and, and in both, you know, Matthew Morris, who was a, I should say they were four star kids and then, and then all of a sudden they became high three star kids, um, according to the rankings, just because they're not, they maybe not, um, surefire NBA guys. But I think you looked at Moore's, Hepburn and Hodges and that was a really, really good class, um, and Ilver. But, um, I think this class will be a little bit of a step down, but if they can bring in these guys, I think it's still a really solid class that helps fill in some gaps that they need on this in the basketball program. Definitely need that. Always need bodies, and it's always good to see that uh, the recruitment and, and the visits went well to at least give you a chance in a lot of those different areas. All right, guys, that wraps up our portion of the podcast. A lot of recruiting to get to. Next episode, we'll talk about some 2023 recruiting stuff as there were some offers that went out there, but just a lot to get to in the 2022 class first. So uh, stick with us through a couple quick ad reads, and then we'll get into our interview with uh, one of those commits, uh, 2022 tight end JTC Graves out of Monroe. All right, Badger fans, we now welcome on a very special guest, one of the latest commits to the 2022 group, um, J.T. Seagraves of Monroe, Wisconsin. Uh, it's been, it seems like a whirlwind these last few days of commits to this 2022 class um, with three and possibly another one in the works already. But J.T., first off, congrats on being part of this new group. Um, it's nice to see this 2022 class starting to come together. How are you tonight? I'm doing great. Um Super exciting. I know some other guys that committed, and they're all great guys. Well, let's get right into kind of – we always like to start our interviews with commits or recruits, um, just kind of talking about their game as a football player. So what do you feel are some of the strengths of your game um, that you really hone in on? Well, I feel like I'm a little versatile because I have some size, but also uh, I play a lot of receiver. So my school, I actually play that, not a tight end. So I'm a lot of pass catching on later downs because we're a running team. So that could be a potential uh, where I start with the Badgers before I develop my, my game a little more. But also I feel like I have that physical side too because I play defensive, uh, defensive end and I was defensive player of the year for my conference. So... Yeah, you definitely bring some physicality, whether it's uh, in, on the football field or on the basketball court. Um, in terms of trying to improve now, you've got a ways until you're actually going to step foot on campus with Wisconsin and, and throw on the red and white. But what are some things you're trying to improve upon this offseason before you get to that senior year for Monroe? Well, uh, I'm definitely going to keep working, keep training, trying to get my numbers up keep maintaining my speed when I put on weight and maybe even increasing it some. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I could I could work on a lot. I have some time coming in here. I'm still going to be playing uh, three sports, so I'm going to be in season except for this summer. I'll have some time to train. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's super cool. 
No, I'm glad that you brought that up. So for context, you play football, also a really good basketball player and a track star. So it seems like more and more kids are starting to shy away from being that specialized one-sport athlete. And I know in a smaller school like Monroe, you can't necessarily – you've got to have kids that do multiple sports like you do. So how do you think those sports help you out as you transition to playing tight end um, at the collegiate level? Well, uh... I definitely think it helps. It helps uh, make me more versatile and uh, helps my game grow. I can uh, train speed and track, do some jumping there, basketball, a lot of agility, jumping. Uh, it all kind of comes together. And I talked with the coaches about this too, and they think it's great that I'm doing all this stuff and that it's definitely helped me develop. And they all watch my basketball highlights, and that kind of shows more of the athlete I am than uh, some of my football because I don't get as many opportunities for football. Yeah, Monroe, I mean, you guys really run the ball is is kind of the focal point of the offense unless you need to throw the ball, in which case it's usually going to you, it seems like. Um, but kind of in looking at your basketball highlights, it's, it's a lot of three-point shooting and a lot of dunks where you're getting above the rim. Did you – think that you were going to end up playing football or were you really planning on pursuing basketball for a while now? So initially going in, um, I didn't get a ton of looks. I got a lot of camp invites from my tape and some of my numbers, but uh, no, I was looking at basketball a lot because we had some AU in the spring and I got some D2 scholarship offers for basketball. And, uh, I mean, it's kind of up in the air, honestly, but I really thought basketball until the first camp and just uh, how impressed the coaches were there. So, yeah, I mean, your recruitment certainly took off uh, what seemed like really fast from camping to, of course, uh, commitment that way. But before we get into that, there's a lot of different places for you in terms of measurables right now. What are you looking at? What are you? Where are you at right now for height and weight as you you know get ready to start training and playing those other sports? Well, I'd say I'm about six six two twenty, so I'm up there, but uh, I could definitely put some more muscle on uh, for that tight end position. Yeah, you 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 uh, brought up the numbers that you put together at UW's camp. What was some of the feedback that you got? from Mickey Turner, and what were some of those numbers that you put up that kind of really jumped out to the program? Um, well, we kind of went through all of them. He said uh, he liked all my numbers, everything that I was putting out. Uh, I think I ran like a four six forty, which I know I've ran faster than that, but he said that was great for a tight end, and I think uh, I did the – on the pro agility, every time I was doing it, I was, I haven't practiced that a ton, but every time I was doing it, he said it was great to see me like improve every time. So he knows that I have that in me too. I think I ran like a four, three, nine in that. And then, uh, broad jump, I did a nine, three, and he said that's, that's great. And my bench press, I think I got 16 reps of, uh, 185. So yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff you can work with. You speaking of Mickey Turner a little bit, you two have of yeah. course struck up a relationship, you know, here recently and him being your future position coach, 
what is your relationship kind of like? What's it been like getting to know him, and, and what does he kind of envision for you um, and your future at UW? Yeah, so I I really think of him as a mentor, and uh, he's helped me with this process. And we went into the tight ends room, and we broke down some films, some plays, you know, just kind of uh, getting that connection of him being kind of a teacher to me and helping me out with uh, anything I had need to know. So you had the chance to take your official visit this past weekend. What was that experience like for you? Um, I thought it was great. So I've been there. That would have been my fourth time going up and getting to see some of the facilities. I brought a lot of family, so that was cool. But uh, I thought the best part was really getting to meet some of the players that are there now and getting to meet some of the recruits and some of the guys that committed. And that was awesome because I, I love the people up there, and uh, they're all super nice. I think all the players that are there right now, they, they have a great bond and connection, and uh, I, I thought it would be awesome to be a part of that. Yeah, and, of course, being from Monroe, you, you kind of grew, grew up close to Madison. How does it feel to be playing for the Badgers? You know, the in-state kids and players, sometimes that's always a, a dream for them growing up. Has that something that you've been th- thought of, you know, growing up as a kid to be one day a future Badger? Um, well, I feel like a lot of kids are kind of thinking, like, oh, it would be super crazy and awesome to play for the Badgers. And I never really thought that that opportunity would uh, come to me, but no, I've definitely cheered on the Badgers, not only in football, but basketball. Uh, I've been to a couple women's volleyball games. I mean, every I I just love uh, Wisconsin and the Badgers, and I think it's it's really surreal that I might have the opportunity to play there now, or I'm going to play there. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely a, a dream for a lot of kids within the state. So I, I'm guessing your family's very excited for you as well. Um, has the staff said that you'll be the only tight end in this class or are there still a possibility of another tight end as well? What, is, what does that look like? And what has the staff kind of told you on that end? Um, So they haven't told me too much about bringing in other guys. I know uh, for sure they wanted a pass catcher like me that uh, could come in and complement some of the other blocking tight ends and some of the tight ends they have now. But uh, if they did bring anybody in, I know I talked to Coach Turner, and he kind of said that he he doesn't want to, like, replace anybody in the tight ends group. He's just looking for people that would complement. So uh, I know he would make a good decision. Well, J.D., now that you're committed – you're one of the early ones. I know this past weekend there's been a lot of commitments to the 2022 group, but you're one of the first ones that's kind of part of that. How do you plan on recruiting some other guys to join you in the fold? Are there any visitors that you kind of got to know this past weekend that maybe now you can put your recruiting hat on and try and get them to Madison as well? So um, I was up there with about eight guys, and uh, me and Cade got really close, and then we both obviously committed. And uh, Miles had been recruiting a lot of the guys there. So that was pretty cool. But uh, there's a couple other guys I'm still talking to. I'm, I feel like we're going to get a couple more commitments in the next couple weeks. So You always love to hear that. All right, JT, that wraps up everything that we've got for you. We appreciate you taking the time to join us. Um, and, again, congratulations on the commitment. We can't wait to see you uh, playing in Madison here soon. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it.
and uh, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you.